Hi, I'm Sharanya, and my hairline is so weird. And I'm Tom, and I've got man shoulders. This is Mean by Scene, a podcast about mean girls, one scene at a time. Episode 6, The Burn Book. Okay, so what are we covering in this episode? We are seeing the scene where Katie and the Plastics arrive at Regina's house, which is huge. They get out of the car. There's a small conversation, right, between uh, Katie and Gretchen before they go inside. Um, yeah, yeah. she uh, Gretchen tells Katie about Regina's mom's boobs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which, that's right. Great. I knew I missed something from my notes. Yeah, and then they go inside. We see Regina's little sister, Kylie, who's dancing in front of the TV. Um, and then we meet Regina's mother, played by... Drum rolls! <laughs> Amy, Amy Poehler! Uh, who, yeah, she's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. Uh, they, they they talk to her for a bit. Then the girls go upstairs to Regina's room, which is very big, for reasons that she explains a bit later. Um, uh, Regina has a photo of herself and Aaron Samuels on the wall, importantly. And then the plastics start criticising their own looks in the mirror. And Katie learns there are so many things that can be wrong with your body. Uh, then Mrs. George, I don't think we ever learn her given name, uh, brings up fancy mocktails. Um, and then the burn book comes out. This is a scrapbook of mean things about other girls and one boy that we know of at the school. And then after a number of comments in the burn book, Katie sees that Janice is in there. And... How does she get to... She mentioned something about... Oh, that's it. They see Damien in the background of Janice's photo. Katie makes a comment about Damien. And the plastics say, oh, let's add that to the book. And they do. And that is where we're going to... That's the end of the bit we're discussing in this episode. So let us go to Fetch Scenes. It's adorable. Oh, it's so fetch. What is fetch? Fetch. Scenes. Okay, what do we like in this scene? Well, oh my god, honestly, it's just Amy Poehler. That's it. End of episode. <laughs> it's a short one. Short episode. Amy Poehler, ludicrous pink tracksuit and dog with a feather boa. Is it wearing a feather boa? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> have, we, have we mentioned in the past that um, Amy Poehler's just seven years older than... Um, Rachel McAdams? Yeah, I think I mentioned it in the first episode because I, I I always remember it in cringe because I think my actual words were <laughs> was seven years older than Rachel McAdams at the time. Although I believe she's still <laughs> seven years older than Rachel McAdams. Forever seven years older yeah. than Rachel McAdams. Yeah, strangely that hasn't changed in the intervening years. Amazing. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Who would have thought? It's one of the classic kind of, yeah, is she too, no, I mean, Rachel McAdams is 20-something playing a teenager that's the thing i guess amy Potter was about the right age to be the mum character this time is that right yeah yeah i mean yeah probably yeah i mean it's not like in north by northwest where the actress who plays carrie grant's mother is only two years away from him in age i think which is but that was the early 60s it was a, it was a different time yeah. yeah it was a different time also the whole male female 
you know, dynamic is a whole other other thing, and well, we're not going to go into that rant today. No, 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 no. That was, that was <laughs> let's last not episode. go there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's important that Mrs. George is also wearing pink and a lot of it. So, because is she? Wait, is it pink day today in the film? Yes, right? it is. She also wears pink on Wednesdays, which is on Wednesdays. I don't think. Yeah, I think before I went back and rewatched it, I'd never thought about that. I thought it was just how she dressed. But in fact, it's her trying to... Is it her trying to get in on the girls' activities in the same way that she later comes up and demands to know what are the cool jams and so on? I don't know. It could be that. I mean, now that you've mentioned it, it's definitely very possible that's, that that's what it is. But it could also be that she just really likes pink. I mean, yeah, that, that's quite possible. She seems like the sort of person who would. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that whole thing is good. Um the performance is great, you know. Oh, your girls make me keep me young. Oh, these uh, little lines. The way that... she just her face. Yeah. Her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of the fluttered eyelids or something, is it? I can't even describe it. It's so good. Yeah. 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 Just amazing. And of course, I think we have to mention her sister as well, dancing to milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah, yeah. I have more on that in connections, which is good. Yeah. So that's a good bit of. We, I think I talked about this, or we talked about this, sorry, a bit back in the previous episode. It's a case where you hear the music first as they pull up mm-hmm. in the car and it keeps playing through the scene and then they go into the living room and it's actually on the TV, which is yeah happens at least twice or maybe three times in the movie that we know of, which is pretty cool. Speaking of music, I quite liked in a nostalgic way the fact they go up to the room and Regina, I think, assume Regina, says, put it on 98.8, which... Like, when this came out, I think must be very near the last year where it was possible that any teenager would have a favourite radio station and know the frequency it was on. That's true. I never had to deal with radio. No, I mean, yeah. It was confusing for me. Why would you listen to radio when you had YouTube? Exactly. Insane. Yeah. So so there's that. Um, Yeah, I also like the... There is the weirdness of the, the ritual... Uh, self-criticism not in a maoist sense but just the <laughs> my, is it my paws are huge what are the things that are wrong with them huge paws man shoulders nail beds nail beds nail beds that's karen though not regina that's right yeah regina's the one with the man shoulders right yes i think so what's up with the nail beds i can't remember too big karen had karen just said my nail beds are horrible when she says nail beds, does she mean like the sort of the bit around the cuticle? So for the benefit yeah. of the listener, I'm I'm now holding up my fingernails <laughs> to the camera and pointing at <laughs> We're both like looking at our fingernails at this point. Yeah. I think it's like that bit, like your skin. Yeah, yeah, like where like, it... am I oh, can you see it? Yeah. No, see the the bit that can get all both. kind of untidy and, and so on. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and then and Katie, and this is the good bit, is that Katie doesn't know how to join in. So she overcooks it and says uh, I have bad breath in the mornings, and they all go. Ugh. Yeah, but honestly, that's the most. Ri- I mean, that's the least ridiculous criticism. Oh yeah, self criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't have bad breath in the morning? If you say you don't have bad breath in the morning, you're just lying. Well, I, well, the things I, I don't know because I can't. You know, you can't don't. smell it yourself, right? <laughs> but I mean, I assume that probably I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> your assumptions are right. Probably, most likely. Most likely. <laughs> I mean, I can get my wife in and ask, but maybe uh, she doesn't really like doing recorded audio stuff. Um, oh, I'll no. get her to email the show or tweet us. 
Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Before we get to the burn book, because the burn book has to be a, a good thing, right? Yeah, it's it's its own thing. Um, I like I like the martinis that she brings in. What what were they? Were they martinis? I know they're. Uh, I don't think she identifies what they are. They're in martini glasses, right? Yeah. They are in martini glasses. Yeah, there's that whole business about, you know, there's no alcohol in it. What kind of parent do you think I am? But if you want some, I'll get some. I'm not sure how funny I think that is now. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I thought it was funny the first time I saw it. It hasn't aged that well for me. It's pretty good, though. She's definitely a type, right? (laughs) Of a parent that you know when you're a kid. Um, Yeah. yeah. I think what's interesting um, in the whole thing is also the fact that probably other people do see her as a cool mom but regina clearly is embarrassed by her that is a good point yeah yeah i mean i still don't quite get how regina is able to boss her around so much although i think that comes out a bit later doesn't it she has some sort of blackmail material which is also how she got the room that was used to be the master bed but yeah you're right i mean yeah i think everyone's always desperately kind of embarrassed by their parents um, when they're teenagers, aren't they? I guess, that's true. Doesn't matter if you're a queen bee. Although, I'll tell you a weird, uh, slight, possibly slightly revealing anecdote. No, I think it's I think it's fair enough. It happens to all, like, all teenagers. I remember once going into school, uh, or like the Monday after we'd I'd been around some friends for a, for a party, and and uh, my mate uh, Ollie kind of ambushing me in the music block and saying, why didn't you tell us you had a cool dad? And I was like, what? And it turns out because like my dad had come to pick us up and given him and some other guys a lift, like dropped them off home before taking me home. And uh, and he was like, yeah, like, you know, when you said your dad was going to pick us up, I was expecting a normal dad. I opened up and there's the blues. But basically my dad had been sitting in there. He'd been like, smoking and listening to a blues cassette. It was quite a long time ago, listeners. Um, and like, <laughs> just, yeah, and he's, he had quite long hair and all this. And he was like, uh, yeah, other other kids thought my dad was cool, but in the classic sort of complete inability for teenagers to really like, for the most part, I would say, feel confident. I still fa- I found the fact that they thought he was cool embarrassing in a way, like, <laughs> naturally, exactly, you know, but just in a different way because suddenly there was all this attention on how my parent, one of my parents, was different from normal parents because you just want your parents to kind of be bland and kind of cruise by without being noticed by other children. I think. And, yeah, and for this, sure. And this, uh, this sudden "What's up with your cool dad?" Uh, thing was not helping me on that front. <laughs> so I think, and I would have been about fourteen, fifteen, I think, at this time, which is prime for boys, at least. It's prime embarrassment period. I think. Right. Yeah. I don't know how how embarrassing were your parents? Stroke. Are I don't your know. I don't know. I feel like I don't really remember having embarrassing moments. Maybe I'm just choosing to forget them. Um, because, I don't know. I mean, my friends used to come around to my place pretty often, mainly for the food. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I was kind of happy with my parents in general. Because, A, they let my friends come over to the house anytime. Well, not anytime. Within a reasonable hour, but also because they made food for my friends, which got me a lot of, you know, brownie points. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, having a... The sort of the parents who host a lot, I think, is good, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Parent Although I do have to say that um, my mom's obviously Indian. Um, I don't know if that's obvious not... to the, the listener. <laughs> the... <laughs> well, <laughs> given my name. Oh, no, that's mm. that's not fair. Um, yeah, my mom is Indian, in case you weren't aware. Um, and so is my dad, just to make that clear, since we're talking about it anyway. Since, um, we're, since we're ticking the ethnicity yeah, boxes sure. on the, the audio yeah. census, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and not all my friends are Indian, and not all my friends have a tolerance for spice levels. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely been interesting where there were times, I think there were conversations when my friends would come over and my mom would try to reduce the spice to the point where she would put no chilies. But we obviously still use spices, other spices, right? You have like your garam masala, your whatever, whatever. And, um... <laughs> I think there's this one, like a couple of times when my friends would eat the food and they would have tears in their eyes and she'd just be like, I don't know how to feed them anymore. <laughs> they cry with everything. Yeah, they can't take anything. Yeah. <laughs> they can't take anything. And then I didn't know if, if I was embarrassed because of my friends or if I was embarrassed because of my mom or if like what, like it was just overall not a great situation. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the burn book though. I mean, yes, the from genius. spice to burn book. Yeah, oh, <laughs> nice. The genius of the burn book. I mean, I can't remember because, as mentioned, I've I have read Queen Bees and Wannabes, but it was a long time ago, and I didn't keep it. Does this appear in that? I don't think it does. I think this is the invention of Tina Fey and maybe her, you know, write, writing compadres, and as a central thing in the film, it's just genius. You know, it's just a, it's the expression of the plastic psyche made into a physical thing that you can expose to people, uh, which of course is the plot later on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty good. And it, and it's kind of, even though they're being mean, the format is quite funny when they're reading it out here. So mean thing, still true. Other mean thing, still half true. You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah. So it's pretty good. I think, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Honestly, like, the burn book, I feel like it's a central... It's just, it ties the entire movie together. Without the burn book, there really is no mean girls. It's yeah. it's the platform for them to be mean. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess, but... Uh, things like... I can't think of any film that has a thing that's like it. I mean, obviously, there are films where books are important, or, you know, like, like you know documents of some kind national treasure for example with nicholas cage <laughs> but just not in the same way there it's just like it's just a thing but this really is uh yeah you're right if you take the burn book out there's nothing there's not there's nothing to mean girls but mean girls becomes just another film um yeah man i wish i thought more deeply about this before we started recording because actually it occurs to me there was a lot to say about the what the burn book represents although i guess it's going to come up again in future episodes so we should, we've still got time for sure for sure yeah. We'll definitely have a lot more to say about the burn book. And hopefully, um, you know, towards probably one of the last episodes, or, you know, I think you know the scene I'm talking about, we'll probably get to see a couple of more pages um, yes, we as they will. are revealed. That is true. We probably shouldn't talk about them just yet. Although I will, I will like, raise one that I do quite like. It's a funny thing, which is Amber D'Alessio made out with a hot dog. Now this is yeah. Now there was a draft joke that the studio forced to be cut because it was too rude, 
for the certificate they were aiming for. But I think I think this is funnier because just like what does it even mean? You know? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> do you... I've been trying to visualize yeah. it. Exactly, it's a thing that's impossible to visualize. Well, not. Uh... Hang on, give me a second. No, no, still nothing. So it's. I think I think that's pretty genuinely pretty funny. Uh, the rest of yeah. the things in there are probably just mean, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I did like the font. It was a lot of squiggly lines. The font is important, I think. It's what makes it so yeah. iconic. There's the color combination and the the fact that you can, for example, make a podcast logo that's recognizably the burn <laughs> book says a lot, I think. Yeah. yeah. Although I I did notice like in the cover of the burn book, they write the word stab me or the word stab a lot. I don't know if you noticed. I just kind of froze stab. in that Oh, I didn't look at the cover. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw the word stab me and eat me, um, but I also saw the word stab like a couple of times, and I'm just yeah. like, this is a little psychotic, right? A I mean, little. I bet I know who wrote that psychotic. as well. I think I think that was Gretchen <laughs> Wieners, as in we should totally Probably. stab Caesar. No, yeah, yes, maybe. <laughs> Actually, I mean, though to be fair, the stabbing is in the play, so maybe that's maybe that's a stretch, but. I know I didn't look at the cover at all. So what does it say? So hang on, eat me, stab me, stab again. Anything else? Yeah, I mean there were a lot of things, but it was also smudged. Hmm. Um, it was kind of smudged in with the design, so it was really hard to see. Um, but yeah, that was something that I thought was really, st- honestly, not interesting. It was just terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we give special mentions to the Chihuahua? <laughs> I like that it's wearing a boa. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's great. And also, it was um, biting her her boob really hard when she was like, "What, what was she even saying?" I was really distracted by that whole to, thing. It's hard to focus. I yeah, she, yeah. I think she was talking about, "Oh yeah, give me the four one one. What's in? Oh, what's right. cool?" What's the cool and jams? I was just like, "Yeah, like <laughs> there's a lot of awkward eye movement comedy in this scene because of that." <laughs> dog and the so whole on. thing yeah. the Just dog everything. yeah yeah hey we're doing a lunchtime survey of new students can you answer a few questions okay i've got quite a few actually what have you got where's her dad uh i think we, we find out later they're a bit estranged I guess, and I want to roll this into one of my questions, which is, what do we ever find out why Regina's able to push her parents around, like making them swap bedrooms and stuff? Is that related to why we don't see her dad and stuff? Hmm. I mean, are we thinking too deeply about a, a chick flick? Maybe. I mean, there's... It occurs to me that maybe there was a dad role before and then they were like, this guy's not really advancing the plot. Do we need to hire another actor for this? Why don't we just have him yeah. not appear? And then, yeah, done. Hmm. I don't know. how. What What does her... I, I mean, I'm assuming her mom doesn't do anything for a living. Um, she she seems like yeah. a... Yeah. <laughs> but so I'm assuming her dad does something. I'm not really sure what, what kind of jobs rich people have. <laughs> I don't think they really have actual jobs. They just sort of siphon money off more money. 
Yeah. They create wealth. That makes sense. You know. <laughs> he said bitterly. Um, so, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get... I don't think we do get an answer to this, but, yeah, let's keep an eye out for it later in the movie because I think Gretchen spills the beans about something. So it might be in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have also assumed... Um, that it may have done, it may have something to do with the fact that she was an only child, but she's not an only child. She has a younger no, sister. Yeah. So I mean, I have no idea because with with only children, only children, only yeah, child, only children, only children. English is taking with, a hit today. Only um, child. <laughs> yeah. With kids who are only child no i can't do this with only Sibling children um... individuals <laughs> listeners please help us out we're struggling um it's okay we'll get it in the edit. with 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 only children um they do tend to come across as a little spoiled i feel but in this case you can't really make that argument that is true. Hmm. Speaking of which, actually, I have a question about that, which is, is Regina a good sister? Because Kylie seems quite happy that she's back home. I mean... But then maybe she has low standards. Kylie's watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably just happy in general. Yeah. I don't know. I guess... I, I mean, I guess we have to factor in the age gap, because there seems to be quite a big age gap between the two of them. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Regina's only seven years younger than her mum. No, uh, which... (laughs) Yeah, she's supposed to be, what, 17-ish? Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Yeah. And her younger sister looks maybe 10. Yeah, so fairly big age gap. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of hard to to know. I mean, yeah. She's not mean to Kylie that we see, I guess, at least. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I have heard this from other friends of mine who have a huge um, age gap with their siblings, but they don't always tend to connect very well or very strongly with their siblings until their siblings grow a little older and they're able to, you know, talk about yeah, stuff. Yeah. But for a very long time, they don't really have much of a relationship with their sibling, mm. especially during the, their siblings' formative years, I guess. Alright, when Karen finds the Burn book. She says, I remember this. And then Regina says she hasn't looked at it in forever. Bearing in mind they are at most 17 years old. <laughs> How long is it since it's been used, do you think? That's honestly that's a good point. Like I I was thinking about it a little bit because Janice Ian is in the burn book, right? And we know that Regina and Janice were friends did have a friendship but it wasn't until very recently i'm assuming maybe they were still friends during middle school i don't know how u.s schools work but i know there's a middle school maybe they were still friends during middle school and at the beginning of high school they stopped being friends which means max it would have been a year yeah i think it's like a yeah a year maybe two years just like from my gut feeling of how they talk about we used to be friends and now we're not yeah it's yeah it's interesting that they sort of made the burn but actually no i got thinking about it thinking about like projects when when i was a teenager you get you get enthusiastic about stuff and you see each other every day and you're like spending your spare time together every day as well so actually 
you could be working feverishly on something for like two weeks and that is a lot of time <laughs> spent on this thing and then you could just forget about it for ages so that does kind yeah, of true. add up yeah i guess i mean another way to look at it might be the fact that they only take the burn book out once a year when the yearbook comes out oh that's oh is it the dark counterpart to the yearbook oh no wait it obviously is oh i was about to say why didn't i think of it is because where i went to school we don't have yearbooks so that would probably be why yeah of course it's the yearbook isn't it it's the evil yearbook yeah yeah Ah. (laughs) (laughs) all right and then my question uh to you uh sharanya are you now or have you ever been a contributor or editor of a burn book like artifact I have, <laughs> but <laughs> but I have to say, our the version of our burn book was, it wasn't mean. It was just, oh my god! I hope no one actually finds this um, <laughs> notebook. <laughs> if my friends are listening to this, I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, I'm not going to reveal any like details um, that about the. I mean. I'll, t- I'll talk about what was in it, but I'm not going to talk about, like, the specifics. Um, but, yeah, we sort of, <laughs> we all put down our the names of our crushes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, and not just, I'm not just talking about, like, boys who went to the same school as us. I'm talking about celebrity crushes. Right, right. Cartoon characters, characters. You know, yeah, everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we also did some... <laughs> I don't know, it was honestly just sort of insulting each other, um, but we were all reading it, so it was more like it was before Facebook trolling <laughs> was a thing, <laughs> where we trolled each other in a notebook. Um, and we drew, like, we had drawings and stuff together. One of my friends graded, I think we each did an intro of ourselves, um, our who we are, our likes, dislikes, that kind of thing. And one of our friends, she decided to grade them, <laughs> but in a really like, in a really fun way. She's now a teacher, so um, <laughs> I guess it it worked out. I can't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've met her. Yes. Yeah. You have the same birthday as her. Yeah, that's right. Um... <laughs> Oh, happy belated birthday. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm old now, but I am very wise. You're old now. Yeah. So, um, no, that's good to know. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't think I was ever involved in anything quite like that. Although, yeah, like I said, group projects um, that you do, but nothing quite as revealing. I think boys don't open up that much uh, to each no. other uh, in that way. But... Uh, Good. Okay, interesting. And future blackmail material for whoever still has that notebook. Good to know. Yeah, I'm just if if any of you are listening and you have the They're book, please like let me know. <laughs> I don't know where the book is. <laughs> this is sensitive information. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I haven't looked at that in forever. Here, check it out, Katie. It's our burn book. So we cut out girls' pictures from the yearbook and then we wrote comments. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, okay, burn book section. I've written down a list of things that are in the burn book that I could read off the screen that are not read out loud. Um, Do you have any extra notes on the the book? No, it's it's just, I mean, there were small snippets of the burn book that I saw, but I I honestly didn't write it down. Um, 
I'm just kind of going okay. off memory. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and summarize it out as best I can. It's, yes. it's very there. You can only see like parts of the page sometimes. So we've got this right. First one. Yeah. Bethany Bird has an amazing ability to suppress her gag reflex. Um, and she wait. I'm gonna gonna apologize in advance for some of the uh, some of the language or like insulting terms that are used here. But okay. <laughs> All right. Bethany Bird has an amazing ability to suppress her gag reflex. And then there are two bullet points. One, uses super jumbo tampons. Two, slut. On the page opposite Dawn Schweitzer's entry, which might also refer to Dawn, hard to say, uh, you can read something, something, the other. Then the next line ends, change room. And then the third line ends, undressing. Uh, There's also a line that says, yeah. Dawn Schweitzer has a huge, and then maybe it says crush or someone. Again, illegible. Uh, opposite Amber is a bit about a male student whose name is maybe Dean, but definitely Muckleroy. Um, and it appears to say, takes medication for the boils on his back, dot, 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 side, humorous exclamation mark. And then for some reason, yeah, in capitals, the words cross tape. No idea. What does cross tape mean? Yeah. And then finally, the bit of guys opposite Janice is someone whose surname ends in Ungsen, Livingson, maybe. Um, and it says, didn't shower for a month during, all caps, summer, and to this day still <laughs> hasn't washed her hair. Hangs out with the something squad, and then something, something, bleachers. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Um, it occurs to me that somewhere this prop must exist. Someone actually owns the burn book possibly yeah if they didn't just throw it away which so it's possible that all of these mysteries could be solved <laughs> just show us the pages yeah exactly give us a like i don't know uh I, yeah i don't know if we should really take anything from this although i guess the bethany bird part that does lead that is a prelude to a joke later when they were gathered in the in the gym for the girl on girl crime talk but yep that is technically a connection so we should do connections i guess connections <laughs> <laughs> widow on south boulevard caller id not when you connect from information hello okay connections oh you've got all the good acting connections right i've just got music and the posters on regina's wall so Think. We can start with the posters yeah, on Regina's so. wall. Okay, yeah, alright. Okay, let's talk about the posters on Regina's wall. <laughs> there are not as many as you would expect in a teenage girl's room in the mid-2000s, at least. Yeah. There are two that I saw. Yeah. Although, so... very classic posters. Well, yeah, so there's, well, let's just say there's Avril Lavigne and there's The Strokes. I don't know about you, but I felt like these were exactly on brand for Regina. Like, they're sort of kind of, well, they're they're rock, but they're not very rebellious in any way. I remember someone commenting that if you tried to make a a movie about The Strokes, (laughs) it wouldn't work because the plot is some posh kids decide they'll have a go at being in a band and it works out really (laughs) well. And, like, Avril Lavigne is kind of the same, that she's sort of, was it two albums, then marry a producer and retire? I think that's pretty... Oh, no, she's the Nickelback guy, right? It's, I guess, um, peak unproductive teen angst. Mm. There's just that. no point to it. 
you're not really rebelling because you have nothing to rebel against. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she's so uh, it's quite it's pretty safe, I would say. Um, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I guess well chosen posters for a relatively un- <laughs> unthreatening teenager. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But very classic at the same time for the two thousands. That's true. Yeah, it wouldn't have seemed so at the time. But yeah, it's interesting that they didn't accidentally include some absolute no-mark band that we'd now have to Google to find out who they are. (laughs) Do you want uh, want to do more music or do you want to do some actors? I think let's let's just continue with the music. All right. While we're at it. Song connection number one, Kelly's Milkshake. Okay, so this is... Well, it was a massive hit for a start. Um, And like... Several weeks, number one, I think, uh, in the preceding year. And this sets, is a connection because it sets up a later joke about Kylie copying the TV. So at the moment, mm-hmm. like she's dancing along this and the video. And I was like, the clip you see in the film is not very long. Right? So I, I went back to watch it on the whole thing on YouTube. It's, yeah, it's a little suggestive. <laughs> so, But it's not definitely inappropriate for kids. Like... Uh, as an Australian man who uh, performed under the moniker The Space Cowboy once told me and my friends in Edinburgh after making a slightly uh, borderline joke, and we went, you can't say that. He said, oh, listen, guys, if the kids already understand what it means, it's too late. And we were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it is kind of True. leading that way. So, Although, uh, yeah, Kalise herself maintains that the milkshake doesn't refer to a specific, you know, a body part or anything as reductive as that. It's, uh, it's to do with the, uh, the personal elan that a woman has. Anyway, so that's that. So this is um, the thing with the non-diegetic music switching to diegetic that we mentioned before. Yep. And then the song that they put on on the radio upstairs is Overdrive by Katie Rose, who was briefly famous. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the... Yeah, it's the Do You Even Know Who Sings This Song. Uh, Katie Rose describes Overdrive as, quote... A cathartic little capsule for the angst and self-discovery I was blasting off into as a teenager in LA. Which makes me dislike her somewhat, but still, there you go. That's what she says <laughs> about the song. Uh, okay, that's it. There's only the, the two music bits. Yeah. I mean, those were, I guess... I mean, especially Milkshake. Like, it's it's another, like, key moment in Mean Girls, I'd say. That is, yeah, it is. Especially, well, because the joke comes back and... Does Milkshake come back? I guess we'll see later. I think it does. Hmm. Also, it makes the whole, like, parenting style of Mrs. George, (laughs) a.k.a. (laughs) Amy Poehler, very, like, clear. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, like I said, it's not definitely wrong, but it's leaning that way, and then you'll see later that she's... Carly's watching stuff she probably shouldn't be. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And no parent would let their 10-year-old kid watch that, even if they could be watching it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, MTV is not what you leave. You... Is it MTV? No. I assume it is. I don't know. Yeah, um, it kind of looked like MTV. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, I've got a couple quick inside film connections, actually. So, what's the 411 mm-hmm. is one of the questions that uh, Mrs. George asks. Now, mm-hmm. I always knew that this meant, like, what's the news stroke information? But only after bothering to Google it in preparation for this episode did I learn that 
It's actually just the number you dial for information in the US and Canada. There you go. 911 for emergencies, yeah. 411 for those stuff. <laughs> yep. And... and, you know... um. Regina probably dialed 411 to get What's-Her-Face's number. She did. Oh, wait, yeah, it's an ironic callback. The 411 is that Taylor Waddell is not dating anybody. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Taylor Waddell. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other connection internal to the film is the phrase, maybe that's okay when Janice says it. That's going to come back in a crucial, quite amusing way later in the film. So oh, okay. for sure. That's all my stuff. Um, you googled... Some actors. <laughs> actors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we've already talked about Stephanie Drummond as Bethany Bird, mm-hmm. um, who did make an appearance in... Thank you, Next. Thank you, Next. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and the other person was Don Schweitzer. Oh. Very... Where very like diverse group of people that they've criticized. Although, oh, maybe they should go into questions. What does that say about like the whole minority thing? Because they had an Amber D'Alessio, right? Yeah, and that's a true. Weitzer and Trang Pak sounds like a Vietnamese name, but you know, I feel like. The fact that they're all white. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Amber D'Alessio is, I, I believe, raises a non-visible minority. Is that the word? You know, yeah. like you can't, you, you know, you wouldn't know that she's of, uh, well, D'Alessio must be Italian. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that's the implication, probably. <laughs> like if they no, were all, if not. they were all Vietnamese. If, they, if it was only <laughs> Vietnamese girls in the Burma, that would be, of course, a massive concern. But uh, yeah. True, true. I think it's a reasonable okay. cross-section of the... I think... Isn't everyone in there, basically? Pretty much? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Anyways, so Don, Don Schweitzer is played by Erin North Thompson. Um, and she's done a couple of movies. She's honestly only done three other movies. Um, Vampire Conspiracy... The Carmilla movie, which um, you said also has something to do with vampires? I assume that it does, yeah. Carmilla came out in like 1890s, I want to say. And it's what, one right. of the first kind of uh, uh, the waif-like child who turns out to be a, a scary vampire. A, theme, a, a female vampire as well is the main thing. And sort of so, and it did also the copying from, oh, crumbs, what's her name? You know, Dracula's based on Vlad Tepej. Carmilla is based on, oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Bathory, the the Hungarian uh, noblewoman who, in real life, murdered hundreds of possibly hundreds of people to bathe in their blood, and uh, yeah, Carmilla is one of the, like a real gross out vampire book as well. It's like lots of you know bloated corpses and things like that. It's pretty grim. Um, so yeah, so two out of her three remaining movies seem to be vampire based. What's the third one? Um, the third one is Northern Rescue, and I haven't googled that. No, but it doesn't sound very vampire. but you know. But also doesn't sound very chick flicky. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's um, Aaron North Thompson, mm-hmm. aka Don Schweitzer. Um, then we have Kai Pham, which in the movie is Trang Pak, mm-hmm. um, the Asian. <laughs> 
And she's only done she's only done one other movie called The Last Hit. Mm-hmm. And um, then you have Julia Chantre, who plays Amber D'Alessio. And she's also only done three other movies. The first one is Mama. The second one is Blue Murder. And the third one is Ten Days in a Madhouse. These all sound None of them sound no. like they're <laughs> honestly... I wouldn't recommend... I mean, if you want to check it out, check it out. But I honestly wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> they all sound a bit kind of uh, like everyone there is only doing it to get some experience on their... On their yeah. Resume. yeah. Very alt. Very indie. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit surprised because, I mean, obviously, I know we're only kind of gauging them based on their ability to talk to camera about Regina George for five seconds, pretty much. But all three of the, I mean, yeah, four, sorry. They all seem like they'd be reasonably good fits for character actors. You know, the kind of person who shows up as a victim stroke witness in a police drama or something like Hawaii Five-0 but yeah I guess not so yeah mm. I think um Stephanie Stephanie Drummond was in Fuller House okay but I mean we can do a quick google search but yeah I mean apart from that and the whole thank you next thing she's probably the most successful one out of mm. all the extras I'd argue but yeah, I mean, although I mean, we sh- to be fair, we're criticizing people for for o- quote unquote only having like five Hollywood movies um, in their back catalog. That you know, that's actually pretty good going, I think. So you know, yeah. to be fair, so it's more than True. I've been in. I mean, um, I've been in one. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think I mean, not all of them. Some of them, it was just their pictures used in the burn book. Like they weren't even doing the camera, um, the camera bit. Are they not? Oh yeah, all of those. Uh, no, that's right, because uh, there's pictures of uh, that guy. What's his name? Dean. Dean McElroy. There's a yeah. There's, is there a picture of him? I can't remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So okay, well done, everyone. Good, good film careers. We think. <laughs> Better than ours. <laughs> Better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh cool. That's it for connections, I think. Um and. Therefore, that's it for the episode. Next yep. time, we're talking about... What are we talking about? Return to the Mall. Ah, the awkward meeting with Miss Norbury in the soap shop. Yep. And probably some more stuff, because that's kind of a short scene, so we might have to do... Two. A little bit more. Yeah. All right, yeah. so... Okay, Sharanya, thank you for co-hosting this excellent podcast. And this is an excellent podcast. More people should be listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and thank you listeners for listening uh, tell your friends about the podcast tell your enemies too because you know it's all good listenership uh, you can find us on social media uh, Twitter and Instagram at Twitter and Instagram yeah on mean by team and uh, we are not on Facebook or LinkedIn so don't worry about that uh, you can find the podcast on all good audio delivery systems such as uh, Apple Podcasts Spotify, what else are we on? Anchor.fm, which is the main thing that we upload to. Um, yep. yep. It's, I mean, you're already listening to this, so I don't know why. Why is this in the spiel anyway? Ah, whatever. If you need to tell people where to look, probably Spotify is the easiest one. And True. with that rambling crash to a halt, goodbye. <laughs>
Have a very merry pink day.